Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, where it is 5.08, Monday, June 19th. My goodness, this month is flying by. Um, uh, and it's a scorcher out there today. It feels like summer, as it should. Um, don't forget, you can catch us anytime on your favorite podcast platform if you miss the live edition. And uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. I was doing some Twittering uh, over the weekend, so you can kind of catch up with... Because uh, I miss you guys, you know? I miss you guys on the... Uh, on the uh, uh, on the weekends, so you can connect with me on Twitter or Facebook anytime you like. Um, and uh, yeah, so coming up in just a moment, uh, hot news with Flatwater Free Press, our Monday edition. Uh, each week, we check in with Flatwater and see what they have uh, cooking in the newsroom. And uh, boy, I tell you, we got a blockbuster today, kids. Uh, Natalia Amadari will join us uh, in just a moment with her blockbuster story. Uh, using loophole, Seward County seizes millions from motorists without convicting them of crime. Um, that's the headline, if you need any more than that. Uh, so we'll chat with Nat, uh, Natalia here in just a moment. But uh, yeah, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, who finally found his way back into the producer role after uh, your weekend excursion. After a little bit of searching, and I, I'll tell you, it was it was a great weekend with my camping trip. It was pretty much as great as it could be, short of being a Dan good time. There you go. That's right. Well, we did have a Dan good time. I tell you what. Well, I'm glad you guys did. The Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin. We were having uh, uh, strawberry uh, margaritas. Yeah, I, I definitely missed out. I still had fun, and I may or may not have had a few drinks of my own still that night, but <laughs> so they yeah, weren't you kept, kept Chef up. Kevin Shin drinks, so yeah. I still missed out. Yeah, you kept up. Well, I tell you what, Saturday was such a gorgeous day. I did a 22-mile uh, bike ride on the uh, North Jamaican Trail, and it was so it was about mid-morning, I think. I was out for a couple of hours, so I finished uh, by noon. But uh, it was between um, no wind. It was literally no. It was like two-mile-an-hour wind. Uh, must have been 75 degrees and 44% humidity. I mean, you don't get those days very often in Nebraska, so it was gorgeous. Well, uh, enough of that. Let's get to the meat and potatoes uh, of this show. Uh, joining me uh, on the Dan Parsons Show for the very first time, Natalia Amadari, reporter with uh, Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. Natalia, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, delighted. Man, I tell you what, you've done some work that's getting noticed, um, as I assume you know by now. Um, well, let me just give you, uh, our listeners, a little snapshot of Natalia. Uh, you've worked at newspapers uh, around the country. Uh, your reporting has taken you to small-town shooting ranges in Missouri, contentious school board meetings in Delaware, and aquariums in Texas. So there were sharks in several of those locations, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In college, you spent uh, your summer interning at uh, the Omaha World Herald. Uh, You graduate, uh, you were a graduate of the University of Missouri, Columbia, uh, and a native Texan. So, man, did we get lucky uh, keeping you here in Nebraska, Natalia. Yeah, it feels very full circle coming back to the state after having interned here. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, very good. Well, listen, this story is blowing up. Uh, I just uh, I talked with your editor <clears throat> earlier today, and uh, and he told me that by tomorrow, uh, this it's expected that this story will be the most read story uh, of you guys' brief uh, history. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was a shock to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me introduce this, uh, Natalia. Let me just, if I may, just uh, in case our reader, our listeners haven't read this whole story yet, uh, and I encourage you to do that, by the way. You can sign up for Flatwater Free Press's free weekly newsletter. Uh, read all their stories anytime you like at flatwaterfreepress.org. Well, here's the headline. Using, uh, which I already said, using loopholes, Seward County seizes millions <clears throat> from motorists without convicting them of crimes. Subhead, subhead is one of every three state civil asset forfeiture seizures happened in this county, population 17,692. Proponents say it combats the drug trade and saves taxpayer money. Critics say it's highway robbery. So, uh, Natalia, introduce uh, the story for us. Uh, uh, it's, um, it's pretty fascinating. You spent a lot of time on this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like you just read off, its story focuses on civil asset forfeiture in Seward County. And the reason why Seward really stood out through the whole reporting process was, um, you know, on the one hand, they bring in millions of dollars from forfeiture at the federal level. But then the other number that really jumped out was how they use state forfeiture laws more often than any other county in Nebraska. So, in the past 10 years, it's been one in three civil forfeitures have happened in Seward County. Um, and something that's highlighted in the story, too, is that that's even after the legislature passed the law trying to write that out-of-state law, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the law didn't really go as far as legislators thought it was at the time. Yeah, and by the way, for our listeners, uh, stick around for the second half of the show. At the bottom of the hour, uh, we're going to have uh, one of the authors uh, of that legislation, Laura's former senator, state senator Laura Ebke, is going to join us, uh, as is a current uh, state senator, uh, Danielle Conrad, from here in Lincoln. And, and um, yeah, they've read your story, Natalia. And I know you, you, you spoke with Senator Ebke for the story. So, uh, yeah, we'll kind of go through that process of what's on their minds, the political and kind of legal fallout from your story. But, um, yeah, they thought they fixed it, and it turns out that they didn't. Um, well, and I, one of the examples, Natalia, that you use uh, to start your story um, is about this uh, gentleman who was driving through from, I believe, Virginia uh, and heading to Colorado. Uh, and so that is one of the prime... Um, indicators of, of some of these, uh, well, they're not even arrests, uh, being pulled over in Seward County is if you have uh, an out-of-state license uh, plate. It seems like that uh, uh, happens fairly frequently. But, but kind of uh, describe Christopher uh, Bolden's uh, story that you start the, uh, the article out with. Sure. So Christopher Bolden was pulled over for a traffic violation while driving through Seward County. Um, and his traffic stop went how a lot of traffic stops in Seward go. Um, a lot of times the person who is driving is asked to come sit in the sheriff's cruiser. And that's when kind of the questions start coming out of, you know, deputies trying to suss out if there's any illegal activity at play. Mm -hmm. um, and so over the course of his 
stop, it ended up reaching the point where the deputy asked maybe search your vehicle, and Christopher declined, which he has the legal totally, right to do yep. so. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. But then deputies also have the right to be able to call a drug dog to the scene, mm-hmm. and depending on what the dog picks up, that can then turn into probable cause to sure. search the vehicle. Um so and they searched, they found 18, or go ahead. What we well, found. I was just going to say, the, so the dog did pick up something, and so they believe that they had uh, enough evidence to uh, to search the vehicle. Correct. So they searched his vehicle, found $18,000 in the back seat. Um, and it's kind of explained more in the story, but uh, Christopher was basically given the choice between, okay, you can abandon this money, like sign this form, or if you don't, or if you don't, we could arrest you. You could get charged with a felony. Your dog's in the car with you. Your dog will have to be taken to the pound. Just this whole scenario if he didn't find the form. Yeah. And he kind of, in that moment, decided, like, I know I don't have anything legal in yeah. the car with me. I'm not signing the form. So on um, principle, so- he said, yeah, uh, I'm not signing. Well, Natalia, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and, and talk more about your story uh, here on the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Yeah, and welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show on the Monday edition where we check in with our friends at Flatwater Free Press every Monday to see what's cooking in their newsroom. And boy, they got a cooker this week. I'll tell you what, we're visiting with uh, Natalia Amadari, a reporter with Flatwater Free Press, uh, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. Uh, and Natalia, we were talking about uh, the, the example you used uh, to start your story. And, and it turns out you go on in your story. By the way, flatwaterfreepress.org, you can read Natalia's story. And, and as, as it turns out, you can read it a lot of different places. And Natalia, I was just uh, over the break looking at uh, some of the places your story has appeared so far, KLKN here in Lincoln, Hastings Trib, The Daily Nonpareil, 1011 News, Nebraska Public Media, Grand Island Independent, on and on and on. Um, but anyway, traffic stops like the one that you described in your opening uh, where motorists are pulled over, searched, and asked to turn over any cash that's found. Turns out it's pretty big business in Seward County. Absolutely, yeah, and those are some of the numbers that we get into in the story. Yeah, I mean, uh, one out of every three civil forfeiture cases in Nebraska's state courts uh, happen in Seward County, your research found. Uh, and and your further analysis of a, of a decade of court records and data requested uh, a data request by the Nebraska Judicial Branch. Um, I mean, you found uh, this is, you know, and, and we're not talking about uh, being pulled over and you've got a stash of uh, methamphetamines or fentanyl or something uh, in, in a bunch of cash that, you know, obviously you are uh, running drugs and uh, that, wasn't the case in a lot of these cases where uh, they just suspect uh, that the person who's traveling through because simply because they have cash or in this gentleman's instances didn't he have a, uh, maybe on his record a a, 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 a a minor violation of a marijuana possession or something he had a record and they also looked at texts on his phone which then it kind of turns into the question of, you know, how much proof is needed in cases like this? Like, is it 
um, should it be at a criminal case standard or yeah. as it is in a civil case, it's a lower standard of proof that um, prosecutors are having to meet. So th- there were a few things that they pointed to as um, justification for seizing the money in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, uh, well, and, um, uh, yeah, he said he was planning on going to the casino and gambling, uh, and just having a good vacation. Uh, he thought maybe he'd buy a car when he's out in Colorado. And, um, he, he even said that, yeah, I'm going to buy marijuana legally in Colorado when I'm there, uh, but only for his personal use. He wasn't, uh, trafficking it in or anything, um, and and so he took his case all the way to the Nebraska Supreme Court. I mean, he just didn't roll over. And uh, because, again, once these uh, well, go ahead. And if you wouldn't mind, Natalia, describe to our listeners uh, what that process is in the civil forfeiture. Uh, the the sheriff or, or the arresting deputy pulls out a form uh, in the car on the side of the road uh, for people to sign if they want to go on their way. Right. Right. So that's called an abandonment form. There are other names for it. Um, there's a federal version that deputies can use, and then there's a county-level version that can also be used. Um, and so at least at the federal level, the way it's been described to me is that if a person signs that form, it takes away the ability to prosecute. That's how Seward County described it to me when I asked about it. Um, but at the state level, there, it still goes through that court process. The county, the county attorney notifies the person of, gives you there to come and fight for your money in court. Um, the thing that critics point out about forms like this, though, is that it can be really confusing for a driver to sign this piece of paper abandoning their money. And then, you know, there could be fear of, like, should I even show up in court? Am I allowed to do that? And that's kind of where... Um, things can get confusing for people who end up signing these. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, deputies, uh, you know, they routinely uh, seize, you know, cocaine, meth, like we said, and other other things that uh, obviously uh, uh, to stem the flow of drugs uh, into our, into our state. I mean, those are, those are the things we want our law enforcement to be doing, but um but the uh, the 2016 law uh, that we're going to visit with uh, uh, Senator, uh, former Senator Ebke and Senator Conrad, was designed to require a criminal conviction before the state could seize that money. Um, but it turns out that the legislature had a couple loopholes in that uh, in that law. Uh, seize, seizures over twenty five thousand uh, dollars could circumvent a state law reti- entirely by being adopted. Uh, into federal court. So because of that loophole, uh, certainly legal, <clears throat> it's a legal tactic that Seward County is now using, um, but it's uh, certainly uh, one that's become very controversial. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that loophole that you just mentioned of pushing things toward federal court, that is the thing that happens. Seward County is not alone in that, but like I said in the story, they are also one of the top earners when it comes to that. The other loophole where Seward really does stand out is like we were saying, those state-level cases. Um, and what that bill essentially did was it still allowed for civil forfeiture if the money could be connected to um, drugs, child pornography, and illegal gambling. And what it also did was it lowered the standard of proof 
that the state needed to meet in a case like that. And that was kind of one of those, um, like, accidental changes Mm -hmm. that um, it wasn't until later on that um, proponents of the bill kind of realized the consequences of what what that bill had what that bill had done. Right, right. We're visiting with Natalia Amadari, uh, reporter for Flatwater Free Press, about her blockbuster uh, story that you can find at flatwaterfreepress.org. Uh, well, Natalia, the, we've got a few minutes here, but I, I wanted to uh, to note in 2021 alone, from your story, uh, Seward County seized a combined $2.3 million dollars uh, through this process of civil forfeiture in state and federal uh, court. Uh, and on a single sept- September 2022 morning in Seward County Courthouse, uh, the judge approved the civil forfeiture of $83,187 from five separate cases, all from people not convicted of a crime. And so, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the process that you went through, Natalia. I, um, as our listeners have heard me drone on a bit, uh, I went to journalism school, but I've never been a until now. The past uh, few weeks, uh, with this microphone in front of me, I've never uh, been a reporter. But you, you worked some hours on this. Uh, kind of take us through that process and and some of the uh, the ways that you went about finding this information. Yeah, so it was it was pretty extensive. <laughs> um, so one of the first things that one of the first pieces of information I got was that data breakdown from the Nebraska Judicial Branch of you know what are the civil forfeiture cases by county. Um, and after that, I really focused in on those cases and read through you know every possible document that I could find attached to these different traffic stops, Um, you know, and those documents give a lot of helpful information, you know, like did the person sign an abandonment form? How much money was involved? Who was the agency involved with this stop? And then how did the, um, how did the process end? Did they get their money back? Did they show up to fight for it? Um, You know, what, what was the end result? Um, So because there's not really, comprehensive information on this from the past 10 years or so i kind of just built out that database myself um so that was <laughs> wow. one piece of things <laughs> yeah. um yeah. and then the other piece was going through um the federal side of things so right. law enforcement agencies that have these partnerships right. with the federal government they submit forms every year kind of right. breaking down okay this right. is how much we received through right. these partnerships. Well, Natalia Amadari, thank you for your good work. Thank you for uh, being on the Dan Parsons show. Uh, And so we'll be right back uh, after this news break here on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. We're doing the educating part today, kids. Um, we're talking with uh, uh, about the blockbuster story from Flatwater Free Press. Uh, using loophole, Seward County seizes millions from motorists without convicting them of crimes. You can find that story uh, in all of the uh, uh, Flatwater Free Press stories on their website, flatwaterfreepress.org. You can sign up for their free newsletter. And by the way, those hardworking journalists uh, that do all this work uh, have... Really great backgrounds, as uh, uh, Natalia does. Uh, been a reporter all over the country and uh, convinced her to stay here in Nebraska. But they give their news away to other news outlets. That's why I was commenting to Natalia in the first part of the show um, that this story has been picked up by uh, news outlets all over the state and all over the country. In fact, their editor told me today, uh, by tomorrow, this story will be the longest, or excuse me, the most popular, the most read story uh, that Flatwater Free Press has has produced. Well, uh, joining me in the studio, live and in person, Nebraska State Senator from right here in Lincoln, America, Danielle Conrad, Senator. Hey, good evening. Nice to be here again, Dan. Thank you so much for the generous invitation. Well, I just knew that uh, uh, this story uh, would catch your attention and uh, with your legal background and and so I wanted to I wanted to invite you in and talk. Well, absolutely. It's um, always great to connect with your listeners and engage on the important issues of the day. And I uh, definitely appreciated the excellent reporting out of Flatwater Free Press on this and so many other key stories facing Nebraska. And, you know, we we need more journalists. We need more local journalists to really hold power accountable and really engage and inform our citizenry. Yep. And that's what they're doing. Well, and it is my delight to invite onto the show on the phone lines, uh, former state senator from Crete, uh, Laura Ebke. Laura uh, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Thanks, Dan. Glad to be with you and, and with uh, my good friend, Senator Conrad. Yeah. Hello, Senator. Yay! It's so <laughs> nice to connect with you. We're always so happy when Absolutely. we get a chance to visit and, and work on issues together. Yes. Well, it's a delight. And and just for our listeners, uh, to remind our listeners, uh, uh, Senator Ebke served in the Nebraska legislature, like I said, from Crete uh, from 2014 to 2019. Uh, in addition to serving as chair of the Nebraska legislature's Judiciary Committee, uh, Laura served for 12 years on the Crete Public Schools Board of Education. Um, and I should, in, in addition to the title senator, former senator, you could also call her doctor, because uh, Senator Ebke has her Ph.D. in political science uh, from the University of Nebraska. So anyway, we got the bona fides out of the way, Senator. <laughs> and uh, thank you for taking time, because I know you're traveling today to uh, to talk about this issue. But um, as Danielle, as Senator Conrad said, uh, this is why we have why journalists are so important uh, to the fabric of what we do here in the state of Nebraska. And you you're quoted in the story, uh, but you have a pretty long history with this issue because you served in the legislature uh, when you thought you had taken care of this 
this uh, issue, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was one of the co-sponsors. Senator Garrett brought the bill in, in the, that, that legislature. Twenty, I don't remember if he brought it in 2015. It must have been in 2016 since mm-hmm. it was 11.06. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and he brought the bill. Um, I co-sponsored it almost immediately. Um, and, and what's interesting, I, I was on the Judiciary Committee, so we heard the bill. And what's interesting, I pulled up the committee statement, um, and there's, there's a, a key sentence I want to read for you. It says, the bill will ensure that the mere fact of possession of large amounts of currency or property, no matter how valuable, will no longer be sufficient to prove the property was connected to any criminal activity. And so, I mean, that 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 um, that that hits it in, in the in essence. You know what our goal was um, with, with that bill. We wanted to make sure that people weren't getting their money taken away yeah. or their property taken away without actually being convicted. It, it isn't a matter that we don't want. Um, you know that we want. It is that we want bad people to be able to just run free with, you know, uh, but but we want them to be convicted. And that's what the rule of law is all about. Yes. Um, you aren't assumed to have done something wrong just because you happen to have cash. Legal tender, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Senator Conrad, I mean, uh, as an attorney yourself, I mean, uh, and, and, and past, well, current still advocate for uh, people being wrongly accused of something um, uh, that. This really is now. We aren't talking about legal seizures, and 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 we want drugs off our streets. Absolutely. But, uh, but these folks uh, aren't breaking any laws. You got it, Dan. And I'll tell you, I had the honor and the pleasure to work with Senator Garrett and Senator Epke when they were moving this really critical legislation forward um, when I was the director at the ACLU of Nebraska. And one thing I think is striking about both the Flatwater Free Press story and our work in putting together this critical reform legislation back in 2016 is you'll notice that it's really conservative voices that are being centered here. And it was probably one of the most broad and diverse coalitions that I've ever had an opportunity to be a part of. Everybody literally from the ACLU to the NRA and everybody in between. So that shows you that you're really on to something when you get that kind of resonance across the political spectrum. And Senator Ebke and Senator Garrett just led with such heart and such brilliance in ushering this through the legislature and it was signed into law by governor ricketts and the bottom line the key takeaway in terms of what the purpose of this law was was to rein in these suspect practices and to ensure that we do not have innocent people losing their private property without criminal conviction and that that was really the the goal of the the legislation so i'm grateful that this um reporting has highlighted the fact that a couple of things we may have some loopholes to close Mm -hmm. um and it's another good reminder that when it comes to big government overreach Citizens have to be constantly vigilant yeah. in terms of keeping our eyes on things. And civil liberties victories rarely stay won. So we got a lot of good info here. But this is something that that really has been driven from a con- the conservative side of the aisle, has picked up progressive support along the way. That's um, definitely the case in Nebraska and on the national level. And, and I think it really puts us in a great position uh, to continue the to work together next year. Senator Ebke, is that how you remember it, as being a very bipartisan effort to uh, pass this legislation? 
It absolutely was. I mean, I think it came out of Committee 8-0. Yeah. And if you look at, um, I, I looked at the, 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 the testimony list, and we had um, somebody from the County Attorneys Association and the Attorney General's Office, the Heartland Institute, the Institute for Justice, and the ACLU of Nebraska who were all for <laughs> the bill. I mean, that's, that, that's, the kind of, that, that's the kind of group that, um, you know, you get, you get libertarians, conservatives, um, and, and the ACLU, whatever you guys are. Um, <laughs> but, but, we're but, civil but there, libertarians. There we go. But, but then, but then it's, it's unusual that you get the county attorneys yeah. and the attorney general's office to come in Absolutely. on something like this. So, I mean, it was a, it was a really unique group that, that, that came in and, and supported the bill it was, as it was written and somewhere along the line. Um, and, and I was looking at the, 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 the legislative history. Somewhere along the line, something got, um, got twisted a little bit. Huh. Yeah, I think if you might remember, Senator, there were some, uh, as there there typically are, some kind of last minute kind of hard fought negotiations when we were mm-hmm. kind of running out of time and trying to move things yeah. through. And and I think everybody ended up perhaps compromising a, a little bit and and trying to get something across the finish line there so that we could at least start the yeah. reform conversation and. Um, gosh, it seems to be a good reminder that that we need to continue that conversation because we definitely need more clarity and and we need to to sew up some of these loopholes. Absolutely, and it looks to me like it was passed on the last day of the. That's right. Uh, <laughs> according to according to the story I read, uh, yeah, thirty eight to eight, it passed. Mm-hmm. Well, we're visiting with yeah. former state senator Laura Ebke uh, from Crete, and current states current and former state senator <laughs> Danielle Conrad from right here in Lincoln, uh, and we're talking about uh, Natalia Amadari's uh, just blockbuster story in Flatwater Free Press, uh, uh, published over the weekend. Uh, talking about this loophole uh, that both these senators uh, have worked on and thought was fixed in civil forfeiture. Uh, And turns out there's still some work to be done. Well, if you both can stay on, uh, let's take this quick break and we'll come back and uh, chat a little bit more about this story and maybe some solutions uh, here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back. And if you miss anything uh, on The Dan Parsons Show, uh, just rewind on your favorite podcast platform, and there we are. We'll pop right up on it. Um, well, coming up on tomorrow's show, it is Tuesday, where we uh, typically talk with our elected uh, representatives, but we we uh, move that up a day and and doing it on Monday as well. But tomorrow's edition of the Dan Parsons Show will uh, will be joined by our monthly visit with the chair of the Lincoln City Council, Mr. Tom Beckius. Uh, and there's a rumor that uh, Congressman Flood may show up too. We may see because you you kind of, uh, Senator. Oh. Conrad is in in studio. You guys kind of follow each other. Absolutely, on the Dan we, we always show. do. That's our favorite thing. Well, <laughs> Senator Flood and I um, were in law school together. We served together. He was my speaker the first go around. And yeah. gosh, we don't always agree on everything, yep. but we really have enjoyed a warm personal and professional relationship. And um, it's fun to keep that dialogue going now that that he's representing us in Congress. Absolutely. Uh, also joining us is former State Senator Laura Ebke from Crete. Uh, Laura is uh, a senior fellow at the uh, uh, Platt Institute, a uh, think tank, and not exactly uh, a liberal think tank either, Senator Laura. 
Uh, no, uh, we, we, we certainly aren't. Um, I think that um, most would agree that we are right of center on most issues. Um, some would say that we're too far right of center, I probably. <laughs> but, um, but, but we are certainly a conservative think tank uh, based on free markets and, and limited government. Absolutely. And, and, and that wasn't meant as a derivative. I, I, I was <laughs> trying to emphasize here we are, which we often do, hopefully, on the Dan Parsons show is, you know, we don't, we don't listen, uh, we don't take a lot of stock in those wild voices on the extremes. Uh, we don't, uh, we, we tend to build up instead of tear down. Uh, and the loudest voices don't always get a microphone uh, on this show. And so I appreciate both of you, uh, that I've known both of you for years and years and years. And you've always been people that you stick to your convictions, uh, both uh, Senator Ebke and Senator Conrad, uh, but you're able to reach across party lines uh, when it's necessary. And what better example than having, and Senator Conrad uh, reminded me, both the NRA and the ACLU signs up for the signing ceremony <laughs> on this bill a few years ago. That's exactly right. And that's when I think politics is perhaps the most fun and the most powerful, when you can find that kind of resonance across the political spectrum. And it really shows you that that you're on the right track there. So reading this story, getting more information about how that strong reform legislation is playing out, um, you know, is, is so important to folks um, all across the state and all across the, the political spectrum. And I think what it tells me is that we've got some work to do. And the good news is we've got a new attorney general. We've got mm -hmm. a new governor there. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of new senators with a lot of fresh ideas. And we probably need to take a hard look at some of that language around abandonment. We need to take a hard look at how if we have enough transparency in this process for all stakeholders. And, you know, one of the probably strongest reforms that we probably need to be looking at is to ensure that we are not incentivizing policing for profit. We need to make sure that the proceeds from forfeitures, you know, are directed in a in a manner that it doesn't incentivize um, any right. sort of suspect pro practices. And, you know, with there are always, of course, some exceptions, so I'll put an asterisk by it. But, you know, typically a lot of times we'll have our fines and fees and kind of um, things like that in Nebraska dedicated to the Common Schools Fund kind of for this very reason. Um, now, I know somebody will probably call in and say, well, what about this one or this one split this way? So I'm speaking very generally. We yes. have seven minutes. I can't give a whole yes. uh, legal treaties. But, you know, that's a solution that has worked in our sister states as well to kind of disentangle the money from law enforcement so that we can have a clear, better picture um, of what's going on. Yeah, because as uh, Natalia uh, story indicates, yeah, there's millions and millions of dollars that uh, is going into these funds. Uh, Senator Ebke, uh, I know I know you're fired up about this story because uh, <laughs> the editor told me that uh, you might uh, care to comment on this. And, and so anyway, um, and I know how passionate you are because you've even mentioned here on the phone um, how you've gone back and looked at some of the uh, uh, some of the bill and and and, and, and the testimony uh, and some of the floor debate to try to figure out exactly what happened. Um, is there a fix to this, Senator? I think there's probably a fix, and I think I agree with Senator Conrad that we need to sit down, and I will tell her. Um, breaking news here. Um, one of <laughs> one of the folks who testified, one of the folks who helped with the bill the last time around, um, an attorney friend of ours from Minnesota, 
um, contacted me today and um, said that he would be more than happy to help us um, figure out the way out. Well, I, that sounds I like perhaps Lee McGrath, and that makes me very happy. Senator Conrad, during the break. Senator Conrad, during the break, Senator Ebke uh, mentioned him and said, yeah, this guy's a good yeah. dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when it comes to advocates, I'm just not sure if you find anybody nicer and and uh, perhaps more well-versed in these issues and, and really credible and well-respected. So it'll be a joy to welcome him back to Nebraska. He apparently has read the article, and um, you know said it's getting a lot of pow- a lot of headway up up there as well, and said that um, you know he he wondered if we could have a conference call yet this week, and I said no, I can't do it. I'm on vacation. Next <laughs> well, week. shoot, we yeah. should have invited him <laughs> yeah. on the show. <laughs> We could have made some uh, more news. Uh, well, yeah. you make you both make a good point that uh, it reminds me uh, that we're. I assume we're not the only state that has this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume that there's states across the country that have dealt with this for years. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's a significant body of research out there, Dan, that you know helped to prompt the way for the initial reforms that Senator Ebke and Senator Garrett um, led back in 2016 with that diverse coalition. And you know what it it really propped up. And Senator Ebke mentioned this before is that really these practices just kind of turn everything that we hold dear about our legal system, it kind of turns it on its head. Um, it kind of flips the the burden of proof. It kind of flips the understanding of the presumption of innocence. And and that just really goes against the grain for, for us as Nebraskans and, yes. and as Americans. Yes. And it just is fundamentally wrong and unfair that you have to spend time and money trying to get your own private property back Mm -hmm. from the government Mm -hmm. um, when you haven't been criminally convicted. Yeah, when you didn't do anything. That's at the heart of this. That's what we're talking about here. And yes, there are a lot of nuances, but nobody should really disagree with that. It it really just flies in the face of everything that we know about liberty and freedom in our our criminal justice system. Well, and Senator Abke, uh, you'd mentioned it, alluded to it before, that it wasn't exactly a bunch of liberals on that Judiciary (laughs) Committee that you chaired. um, this was a tough law and order, uh, you know, back the blue folks who said, yeah, we can't be doing this in our state. Well, well certainly, certainly. Um, and if you look at the people who co-sponsored the bill, um, you know, it was a pretty diverse coalition of, of very conservative folks, um, as well as as well as, um, you know, what you would classify, I guess, as very liberal, um, who, who signed on to the bill. But, I mean, Colby Coash and I and, yeah. and Bill Kittner um, were all <laughs> co-sponsors of the bill. Wow. And, wow. and and that's, that, that that was an interesting, you know, and, and then you add, I don't remember, I think I think maybe Adam Warfeld was on them, that's was one of the, uh, one of the co-sponsors. Yeah, that is a, quite a bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was an interesting coalition. And, you know, I, mean, I think, I think the important thing to remember here is that, um, you know, not just the, the law and order aspect of it, but the fact that, you know, law and order requires that you actually have standards for law, right? Yes. And, um, and, and that you can't, you know, it can't be one person's standards because, well, you must be guilty because you're carrying this money. Um, and, and so what, what we wanted to accomplish was, you know, to assure that folks could, you know, could travel freely, you yeah. know, without being accosted, um, if they weren't doing anything wrong, yeah. and that if the government decided they were going to take this money, 
or whatever property, you know, um, that they had to actually, they had actually had to convict you. Um, in cases, and I think the ACLU ran this, mm-hmm. ran this for, um, the, 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 the case of the, of the pastor. Who yes, was that's right. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. But, 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 you know, you have, you have these instances where, um, if it's a fairly small amount of money, and you know, if you're carrying ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, um, how much do you have to spend in legal right. fees? Well, that's just it. Um, yeah, you're not going to traveling across the country yeah. to get back here to, yeah. to claim your money and get yeah. get a lawyer and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so it's it's not hard to see why some people just just abandon it, and, yeah. and that's not right. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, we got to run. Uh, Senator Laura Abke, Senator Danielle Conrad, my friends, thanks for being uh, on the go and ready to come on uh, the show at a moment's notice. I appreciate it very Thank much. Thank you so much, Dan. Have a good vacation, thanks, Laura. Yeah, have a good time. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, uh, thanks to Flatwater Free Press reporter Natalia Almadari uh, as well. And... Um, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, uh, City Council Chair uh, Tom Beckius will join us. And uh, so that's a wrap. Uh, now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.